Hello and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight Hello. we <laughs> tonight we are joined by Nick Wilford. Hello, Nick. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, we had a little bit of hiccup getting in here tonight, but you are here and we are gonna roll it yeah. out, all right? I'm here. Awesome. Well, as a side note, I have to tell you this. I hear that you have six dogs and I bring this up only for the simple fact I'm two dogs behind you. If we could just mm. talk hubby into it, I'd be right there with you. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, so. I know, right? I'm working on it. So if you hear them come in and out right now, I have uh, two dogs in here with me, I think. Two dogs in the sound booth. So just in case you hear them. <laughs> yeah, you won't hear mine. You shouldn't hear mine. It's uh, it's after midnight here. Oh, here that's right. In yes, Scotland. you're in, yeah. in Scotland. Yes. So, so I'm going to start. Uh, tucked up in bed. Oh, they're all tucked up in bed. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest with you. I had a nap today. I stayed up so late yesterday, so mm. they they were kind of snoozing with me today as well. Yeah, I had a little nap this morning, so feel okay. Um, <laughs> not too tired. Well, good. I'm glad that you were able to make it in with us tonight, and that you made the time all the way from Scotland. Is that what you again you said? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, and I've done a few podcasts now, but it's been a a time difference so yeah kind of getting into oh. the the uh the rhythm with it nice now nice that's okay. brighton yeah. we're in brighton yes i wasn't brighton i grew up in brighton which is in england okay that's down the, on the south coast of england uh, by the seaside okay. and i and... go ahead i moved up to scotland uh 20 years ago this year okay and so your original place where you came from England and Brighton, um, yeah. I heard that there was a lot of history to that. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, well, yeah, Brighton's got a great history. Uh, it was where the uh, Prince Regent sort of would come as, as to like um, as like a seaside retreat, mm -hmm. uh, sort of popularized, um, you know, bathing in the sea. It wasn't really done before that. Uh, built a a palace down there, the the Royal Pavilion, and they made Brighton put Brighton on on the map and made it into the sort of happening place that is you know is now. It's uh, it's a big sort of party city uh, now. Nice. It's a city now. I mean, it was just nice. a little fishing village to start, but uh, yeah, it's a great place to be. So, what made you move to Scotland? Um, uh, I moved up to study journalism. Originally, okay. which was my kind of idea to get into the world world of writing. Mm -hmm. Originally, doing journalism, I wasn't sure I could be a creative writer at that point. It was something I had on a, as an idea. I wasn't sure I could have the skill set to write a whole book. Um, so at that point, I wanted to try journalism, learn some skills, and then see where it took me. So I came up to Glasgow, uh -huh. which was a, a uh, which is a great city as well. Right. Um, I met my my lovely wife just over a year after that. Nice. Um, since so since then, I've been settled. You know, pretty much. Well, wonderful. Now you talked about how you weren't certain that 
you could write right. You could write those long, lengthy stories. But yeah. I do believe I read that you actually got the writing bug a little early, somewhere around 10, and you wrote a play. Am I correct on this? Yeah, you've done your research. <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> so tell That's me a little right. bit um, about that. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it was just messing around, really. Um, it was basically based on, on, on my family. Probably mm -hmm. changed the names, but it was kind of taking out some you know, frustrations, which you normally right. feel as you're a kid oh, with yeah. your family, you know, sending them up sort of gently. See, that that was fun. Right. Well, I feel I, mean, I can understand that. I used to write poems when I was a kid. Hmm. And then as I got older, I felt a lot like you did. I was unsure about that first book, like if yeah. I could do it. In fact, my first book sat on a shelf for two years. So how did you hmm. push back that thinking that you couldn't write? How did you overcome that? I just thought I, I would just try it, um, you know, and I felt like probably now or never, just give it a go, see see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, so you just decided to get your feet wet and dive right in? Just dive in, yeah. I'd written like bits of yeah. short stories, um, not really finished them. They were just little scrappy ideas. I mean, it's a case of having the right idea as well. Right. So I had this idea and I thought, well, I want to try and do something with this. So, yeah, uh, but I took, um, I think, two years to write that first book. And, oh, yeah. And it was in this sort of area of being a thriller, um, like a detective mm -hmm. story. Right. And that wasn't really my um, forte, probably. But you've got to try different things to, oh, yeah. to find what works best. Well, now, I believe that I found, I, well, I read <laughs> in a few interviews I looked up with your name attached. I do believe you started doing the thriller because it was an interest of you, of yours, that you would like to read, correct? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. And then you went from that for trying not to be the thriller, right? And you went into speculative fiction. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was um, what sort of gravitated towards... Um, after that, I think I started okay. reading a lot more um, science fiction. I'd always read, always read that sort of thing, but reading a lot more. By that point, I was getting to know other people online, like other bloggers, and a lot of them are writing fantasy, science fiction. I started reading more of the sorts of books, and everything you read sort of informs you right. and gives you ideas. See, I always found that I like to write what I want to read. So, yeah, yeah. which maybe makes other people like, mm, I don't want to read that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I find Absolutely, what, yeah. Yeah, what intrigues me is is writing something that in, really pulls me in. So how did you narrow it down specifically that you wanted to do speculative fiction? I think it's just a case of thinking about, you know, what, what surrounds you. You know, developments, um, so things change so quickly and, mm -hmm. you know, you just wonder how, how it could be in 50 years or 100 years, you know, will we even be here? Will we be somewhere else? It's just sort of infinite directions you can go in. It's just very, very freeing, um, sort of, sort of go anywhere. 
right with it rather than being sort of set in a certain time and place um you know, basically you could be anywhere you know in the universe really right i feel that i've written a i've written two science fictions in my book as well so i understand letting my mind go wild <laughs> and yeah. putting me anywhere <laughs> i want so i get you i totally do so when you start writing your books um everyone has their they have panzers they have um, full on, everyone writes everything down. And I heard that you're kind of in between. So yeah. tell me about that brainstorming passage that you make when you start going for the first book. Uh, well, I will have an outline. It could be like one or two pages. It's probably a few sort of big ideas or possible plot points. Mm -hmm. I want to get in there. But after that, I'll just sort of start you know with my character and it might end up being completely different to what the outline was um because it's only when you or Oma and i write about that character that i get to know who they are and what they can handle what they can deal with so it's oh. nice to have the outline oh yeah you know as a vague sort of uh route but i'm always open to it going off somewhere completely different right now when you do your outlines it I notice, just for me personally, and I, I don't know, you let me know if this relates to you. I notice my characters grow as I'm writing. So do you continue oh, yeah. to add to those character outlines as you're going along? Um, definitely, yeah. Okay. I, I find out about, about their vulnerabilities, their strong points, and that definitely informs the story because I think everything's got to be led by the character. You know, they've got to be... Right believable of course you can have all these big ideas uh but without a sort of relatable character to sort of view them through you know it's maybe not it won't um the reader won't be held by it because they've got to, they've got to you know relate to the character all times. oh yeah they have they have to build their emotion and kind of put themselves in the character role as they're reading i get that yes so you have i believe five five current books you have a sixth one mm. coming out soon here in august but you have five yes. books the one yeah. we're talking about tonight or we're going to get ready to talk about is called reckoning and yeah. i would love to understand um a little bit about the trilogy this is from the black and white ya dystopia trilogy so tell me a little bit about the trilogy and then tell me about this newest book in it. yeah so this is um the black and white trilogy it's set in um it's really a future version of of earth and it's uh, the main country was probably it was america as it was but it's all it's all changed um oh, sorry no it's the it's a, <laughs> it's, it's probably more like the uk yeah okay. um that's right about you know um what i know um so this in the society everything's all the disease has been eliminated and everything's sort of gleaming and and white and modern what people live in there don't know is all the sort of disease genes and everything that causes disease has been moved out and moved into a different country where all the people are living in squalor and they you know they die young uh but the people in the sort of modern society don't don't realize that until this boy from the sort of diseased 
country appears through a portal in the sort of white um, country. And I don't know what he's doing there. They sort of see him as, you know, like a demon. They've basically been basically sort of in, in this cult. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, they've been told anyone who's different from them, you know, must be a demon. Because this was gonna this was gonna happen at some point, someone would find their way back and trying to get help. So this one boy, Wellsby, seems to um feel a connection to this boy for some reason, doesn't doesn't know why, but he wants to help him. And that doesn't go well for him because then he's being persecuted, you know, he shouldn't be helping this this boy. They put the boy in jail. Um but he ends up breaking him out and going with him to his country and See what's happening there, and then it's about trying to convince everyone back home of what's happening and and get it stopped. Nice. And now you've went on to the next book, which is called Reckoning. Where are we at in this in this segment of the series? Yeah, well, by the time we get to Reckoning, which is the uh, final book, it's about the government of the white uh, society, the sort of ruling elite. Mm-hmm. They've been put on trial by this point for basically, you know, keeping this situation going, this with the disease and everything, because it's been going on for like for hundreds of years. So yeah, right. we get to see them get their get their reckoning, get their um, comeuppance. It's the, it's the day of reckoning. Right. So that's where the that's where the title came from. I just I just think that's a uh, sort of a good word. It's quite ominous. Yes. Sounding, it's got it a is. good... Uh, <laughs> it is. It yeah, doesn't make the wine go the one. Yes. And the yeah. covers. So very black and white as far as the covers. How do you... Where do you get the cover work? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire? How do you get to where you are with the covers? Yeah, I did hire um, a cover artist, um, you know, using images that I had found, and then I hire the artists to sort of work with them and make it looking good, make it looking um, professional. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to be honest. Um, when I was reading the thing and I was thinking, wow, because you mentioned um, in the first part of the series, it's in a white city. And yeah. I was like, holy freaking oid. Because <laughs> my my sci-fi, <laughs> I, well, I, not a sci-fi, sorry. My science fiction, yes. Um, it started with a white city. And mm. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> we're sharing the same mind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and so I was like, wow. I mean, totally different lines. You know what I'm saying? Your work is a lot different than mine. Um, but with the white cities and I was just like, it, just the imagery you pulled me and I was like, wow, this is so much like what I was imagining my city to be, mm. except for where you were talking about how there's no illnesses and stuff like that. There's a whole yeah, other storyline that mine goes into, but yeah, it's as far as your, as far as your mind, as far as how the city in the future looks, it's very mm. um, sterile. Is that the word yeah. we're looking for? Synthet- yes. Like synthetic. And yes. Yes. Now, yeah. how did you, Artificial. how did you, Right, exactly. So how did you get on that line of thinking for that? I'm just curious to find out how mm. we had similar areas. Yeah. That. I know it's hard to sort of come back now because it's been, it was over 10 years ago um, oh. when I started writing the first book. So it's been, mm-hmm. 
actually trying to think how I got that initial first idea, but obviously it'd be an, an ideal to get rid of cancer, to get rid of, you know, any disease and everything to be just perfect. But can anything ever be perfect? I don't, I don't think so. So it's, you know, it's probably going to come at some sort of cost. So that was right. probably the, the thinking um, that it started from, because it looks like a utopia. You know, right. everything's clean and perfect, but it's actually there's more going on under the surface. So it is actually a a, a dystopia right. in reality. When when I started mine, the reason I made everything white is because in my future, <laughs> it was they looked at it as a distraction. Um, right. The colors, the right. vibrancies of mm. the world. It was a distraction to just being um pushed forward into the driven society of yeah. making it just productive you know what i mean the work was production all the colors and the artistic elements of the world were a distraction so sure. that is interesting yeah. i love how i love the the difference in our views on that i like that but then on the same so it's kind of like mm, boy that's well, mine is quite similar to that because there's nothing there's no sort of real artistic elements yeah. everything's very functional and about sort of doing your work sort of producing for the society but it's not artist it's it's nothing kind of outside of the margins it's all very straight laced and there's so yeah that i think there are, they are quite similar like right that. well just that part i have to be honest with you without giving any storylines away <laughs> just that from what <laughs> i read on yours that's probably the only thing that we have similarly was the sterilization of mm keeping it clean and polished kind of yeah. hospital lines so i get mm. that now when you're looking at you're saying that this is the last book in this series have you thought yeah. of making a byline off this story like um uh, from one of your characters or anything like that uh possibly i wouldn't i wouldn't rule anything out um okay but at the moment i've kind of moved on to some other stories uh with my new book okay and that would be in august be calmer yeah. be yeah. calmer okay. no, be calmer, are you yeah. able to are you able to tell us a little bit about that yeah uh so this is my first traditionally published book having been self-published before so it's yeah it's different um obviously that's that's quite exciting right in that way so in this book it's about a girl who has the power to resolve conflicts uh, using her mind by going into other people's minds you know two people's minds who are like in conflicts and sort of smoothing things out mm -hmm. um so then she gets called up uh to stop a war which is the sort of biggest job she's ever she's ever taken on but obviously it doesn't quite go to plan she's supposed to uh sort of broker an arranged marriage between two heads of royal households or rather the prince and the princess from these royal households mm -hmm. but the princess um is very resistant to that and fights back she's actually just not wanting to play ball at all but actually find out she's more involved you know in the war itself than what, than what we thought to start so she shares the same sort of gift but uses it for evil so really the battle mm -hmm. becomes between uh Haruka, my protagonist and uh jazz miller the princess it's yeah it's like this uh intense 
Nice. Well, it sounds yeah. it sounds very interesting. I'm reading the bio as you're talking. It does sound very interesting. And this will be out August 8, 2023, so this year. Yeah, so not long, just over a month, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm glad that that's coming about really quickly for you. Yeah. And the, well, the I, cover... Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I signed the contract just over a year ago, so had a, have had a kind of uh, quite a long lead-in build up and just been nice you know sort of get that um get the words out there and build it up over that time okay so were your prior books uh indie from an indie format um yeah well they were just yeah they were self-published nice very nice so i've learned lessons from that well i'm really glad that you've been picked up by a publisher because you are a talented author so i'm very glad that Mm. they noticed that fact yeah (laughs) hopefully yeah (laughs) Hopefully oh no, I am, yeah. I'm, I am for sure. I am for sure. <laughs> Everything I have read is pulls you in. And like I said, when I started reading a little bit of uh, black and white, I was really like, wow, it really did pull me in. It really did. Hmm. So that's I'm good to hear. Very... Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Thanks. I want to thank you so much for being on with us this evening, especially making the time difference between our two countries. So thank you so much for being with us tonight. Yeah, it was a uh, enjoys it a lot. Well, wonderful. I would love for you to come back anytime. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, I want to thank you again for coming in. And I want to thank everybody for listening. And it's that time of the evening. I get ready to close off. But I want to leave you just with one thing, guys. In, in tribute to the Black and White series, I chose for Amazon's deals today um, a full white on duvet set that was originally 47% off. No, I'm sorry. It is now 47% off down to 1037. The link will be in the bio. That is our Amazon deal today. That's in tribute of the black and white series. I want to thank you again, Nick, for joining us this evening. It was a dual pleasure. I really enjoy your work and I wish you so much success. Thanks very much. Well, you're welcome to everyone. Thank you again for listening in tonight. Until next time. Bye-bye for now.